Okay, so two years down the road, you become a contributor to a morning radio show in town. Hey, now. Yeah, that kind of thing. I'm like writing like monologue style jokes or like preparing pieces. Am I on there or am I just writing? Yeah, um, you um you you're like a caller. You call in. You oh, do characters. Okay. Um, you also like you have like an I am thing going. You can like send in jokes and stuff. What are some of the characters I do? Uh, there's one called Farm Man Dan. What's his deal? Um, he's a uh, libertarian farmer, and he just talks about how like you know taxation is theft and. There's too much government and stuff like that. It's not a very funny character. He's just a he's just like a numbskull libertarian. Yeah, but he makes some pretty interesting points sometimes. There's a uh, well. There's okay. one called um, the uh, the sugar plum fairy, and what that oh, is no. is uh, you call in and uh, you act like you're like a big like fat like ten year old, and um, you just talk about like treats and you know. I act pudding like a, and uh, cookies. I act like a fat child, yeah. and I call to talk about treats. <laughs> I call the, and I'm known as the the sugar plum fairy. The sugar plum fairy. Yeah, because you love sugar plums. Okay, that fucking sucks. There's a character called um called uh, Duck Off. And uh, you call, duck off. Yeah, you you pretend to be a duck, and you call in, and you give you complain about all the things that are affecting ducks this week. It's sort of like a so uh, it's a segment. It's a segment called Duck Off, and they play a sound clip of like <laughs> oh yeah, and they play that uh, <laughs> at the beginning and end of every segment. Um, and it's just it's just me as a duck. Yeah, you're complaining about things that are bad for ducks. Yeah, you're in character, so like you're upset about like motorboats and you know lightning hitting the lake, which has been happening a lot lately. No one really knows why. Oh, okay, that's weird. Yeah, there's uh all the lakes in Austin have been been hit by lightning uh, at least once a day for the past six hundred and sixty six days. Jesus Christ! Yeah. So uh, anyway, chances, folks. Yeah. So you're contributing to this uh, show, uh, Hot Beans in the Morning. Oh, fuck. And what it is, is um, you do that. You, you do like different characters. Like I said, um, they're, uh, you write parody songs. Yeah. Uh, you, you take that song, uh, I'm on Fire by Bruce Springsteen. I love that song. And you change it to uh, I'm a Liar. And it's about Michael Cohen. Oh, man. And you're like, oh, 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 I'm a liar. And they like laugh and stuff. They're like big Trump guys. Okay, that really fucking sucks. Yeah. Uh, they, big, they, why would I be working for like a pro-Trump? I mean, they asked you uh, to uh, write a parody song of taking care of business, but instead it's it's you saying, the president's a Muslim. I, so this is a song that they're, they're writing from a Trump perspective. Yeah. Saying the president is a Muslim. Yeah. Are they saying that? president trump himself is a muslim no they're just oh. behind on the news oh so it's just a poorly written song yeah okay that sucks yeah i don't think i'd do that job they, that have, a par- they have a par- they have a parody song where it's called uh 9 sucks okay what's that a parody of um 311's down remember that yeah, I remember that song. And it's like, but da 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 nine eleven sucks. I hate nine eleven, nine eleven sucks. Like that. Okay. They're pissed about 9-11, dude. I don't think I would do that. Well, that- see, what ends up happening 
um, is that you kind of get like phased out of the show. Yeah. Because they kind of, they started off as like normal enough guys and then they kind of made this weird, like hard right turn, you know? Yeah. That's not something I'd sign up for. I mean, even if it were like the other way too. Right. It's just like, that's like a weird thing to just spring on somebody. Yeah. They try to like be funny within. Yeah. It's a strange, uh, it's actually kind of a strange time in your life. You end up like bumping through like a couple different jobs like nothing really sticks oh man you play uh organ at a at a baseball i can't play the organ see you figured like how hard could it be pretty hard man it turns out it's, it's actually pretty hard like you figured how to play da 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 so you're like what else am i gonna have to do but apparently you have to do like a lot more yeah you last uh, five games you end up just hitting like random notes it sounds awful it's yeah. heralded as a uh, like a piece of like modern Dada art, you know. But like the the company's mad. Yeah. I so mean, in the art world, your name is like skyrocketing. Okay. Does this do anything for my wallet situation? Um, I mean, you you don't have a ton of cash right now. Yeah, but I don't know. People see me as a famous artist. Give yeah. me some of that cash. Yeah, you uh, you try to like uh, parlay it, you know. You're like, yeah. oh, I want to start a, a podcast about uh, famous deathbeds. Oh, and you, yeah. Every episode, you're talking about uh, like the type of bed that someone died in, like the one that Abe Lincoln died in. Um, people like that. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit about what kind of bed everybody dies in? <laughs> you just like give the measurements. Uh, I, that's what color the sheets were. Sucks. You do so much research into it. Does it do well? No. No, it doesn't do well at all. Good. It shouldn't. <laughs> that shouldn't do well. What's it called? The de- What's the podcast called? Yeah. Uh, it's called uh, Deathbed Be Not Proud Bed, a podcast by Aaron Brooks. Oh, man. That hurts. That one stings. You made it up on the spot. You realized as you're recording it, you were like, oh, shit, I don't have a name for this. And so, Why wouldn't I just go take two or use the power of editing? Because you don't believe in editing, dude. I do believe in editing. Not for someone like this. This is like too personal. You're, you're like, yeah, man, it, whatever's meant to happen happens, you know? That sucks. So you're not uh, making too much uh, coin right now, which is, which is too bad because you actually uh, owe a debt to the uh, Austin Public Schools. Why? <laughs> you were uh, booked to do uh, comedy there. At a fucking school, Pat? Yeah, it's a high school. They're I gotta like, do comedy at a fucking high school. Yeah, they're like, like you know, PG-13 and lower. Man. But like, you- That like, sucks. Like, but they're gonna pay you like 200 bucks to do 10 minutes of just like, cleanish material and if you get a little blue i mean what are they gonna do yeah what are they gonna do fucking suspend me kiss right. my ass school right pay me my 200 bucks you say that out loud as you're driving yeah for a moment those words like echo inside the car i bet you roll down the window the sound disappears you uh pull into the uh the school it's uh it's high school it's uh, uh eddie griffith high school eddie griffith yeah okay uh and you show up. Um, you're wearing like a, 
slacks. You wearing like a white button up shirt, like a sports jacket. Oh, why? Yeah, you just felt like you wanted to like dress up a little bit. That sucks. That's not me. But you decided to try to turn over new leaf. Like you want to be more professional. You walk out on stage. We just get to it. What? Why I'm in fucking debt. I'll tell you what happened. So uh, what happens is uh, you walk out uh, on the stage and you go, hey, guys, my name's. And then uh, you accidentally like trip over like a, uh, a cord and you go, whoa. And you knock like the scaffolding over and uh, the scaffolding falls over. Uh, you and, and like all the kids run away and uh, they're safe. And you go, oh, man, that was so nerve wracking. And then you fart and then like the ceiling caves in. <laughs> God damn it, Pat. You farted that loud? I farted so loud that I caved in the ceiling of a gymnasium is what you're telling me happened here. Yeah. You're a fucking asshole. So um, you're being like sued and stuff. How much money do I owe? You owe... 2.7 mil. How is that my fucking fault? Well, I mean, it was your fart. I had a fart scared out of me because I tripped over a wire and ripped scaffolding down. Yeah, they're pretty pissed at you about that, too. Well, you're that, also, well, they need to not have wires running across the stage or tell somebody. You're also ordered to uh, put the scaffolding back up. Man, fuck you guys. I leave. I leave. I'm two and a half plus million dollars in debt. Yeah. My life's over. My life's ruined. Yeah. What am I going to fucking do? You know? I'm going to move back home. Yeah. Going to move in with my mom. I'm going to resign myself to a life that's not worth living. Where I just do like the bare minimum to get by. Because what's the point of doing anything more than that? Sure. If I'm two and a half million dollars in debt, I'm going to garnish my fucking check. Forever. You think that to yourself and you're like. Yeah, like you're like you're thinking like my life here is over, blah blah blah, and you're only on like a month to month lease anyway, so you're like, fuck it, I'm out of here. You go home, you pack up, you start thinking about all the memories. Where's my girlfriend? She. I'm sorry to tell you this, but uh, she also attended the uh, the concert. God damn it, Pat. <sighs> She was uh, she was the one fatality. The lone fatality was my girlfriend. Yeah, you invited her to come, and she was like, "Well, like, I don't know if I can get off work." And you're like, "Man, it would really mean a lot, babe." And she was like, "Well, okay, I guess." And she showed up right as uh, you farted. That fucking sucks. Yeah, so bad. Yeah, fuck you. And uh, you see, I'm, you see it happen, and then you know, one, one of the teachers who's standing by, he says, "Whoa, talk about silent but deadly." So, um, anyway, so you're like packing up and everything, and uh, you're about to take uh, some garbage outside. You take it out, you throw it in the dumpster. You turn around and you hear like a beep beep from your watch, and you realize it's midnight. And suddenly, standing before you are three men. This is going to suck. They're all dressed. They're dressed like people in the 1960s. Or sorry, the, the 1600s. 
you know okay. I do, yeah. powdered wigs yeah they're all their clothing are black it's very regal yeah very regal wearing uh robes the color of the blackest night that's ever existed like i'm talking pre-big bang pre-big bang yeah and standing in front of you is uh there are three men the midnight stranger the midnight sinner god damn it pat in the midnight swinger god damn it Pat. aka the sons of midnight so the sons of midnight are looking at you and uh they go they want to explain that um they can appear only at midnight they have 59 seconds a night you know uh they can appear yeah and they go and explain that there's a there's been someone terrorizing the city. He's a man who uh, strikes only at midnight and is never seen again. I don't fucking care. The press has been calling him the Midnight Strangler. They go on to tell you that uh, they've been charged with stopping this guy. The Sons of Midnight. They have to defeat the Midnight Strangler. But yeah. they're like, we can only appear for 59 seconds at a time. They go, Aaron Brooks, they offer you $3.5 million to help them defeat the Midnight Strangler. Get this sicko off the fucking streets, whoever he is. How old am I? They say that when the Midnight Strangler appears, it's almost like all the darkness comes out of the room. You're 37 years old. I want, give me $5 million. The Midnight Swinger's like, uh, you make it $5 million and I'll do it he right, goes, mm. right now. He goes, I don't know. That's a lot of, he goes, that's a lot of scratch. He goes, uh, look, we only have like seven seconds left. What if, how about four and a half? Five or I'm not doing it. And they look at you and they go, oh, okay, fine. Meet us back here tomorrow. They disappear. You look at your watch. It's 12.01 in zero seconds. Okay. You walk upstairs, you Google the Midnight Strangler, and it turns out there is has been a serial killer around town strangling people at midnight and then disappearing almost into thin air. And he's struck like many times. He's killed 17 people. 17 souls. And for a moment, you get the feeling that like the souls are trapped in midnight as well. So I'd have to like spring a trap. Yeah. They're going to give you the info that you need. Okay. So you, uh, you're like kind of weirded out, but you decide to stick around for one more day just to see what happens with this. You go back upstairs, you go to sleep. Um, you dream of a howling void. Oh fuck. Uh, you wake up the next day and you kind of just go about your day, you know, Get some breakfast, hang out. Yeah. And almost like way quicker. It feels way quicker than it should be. It's midnight again. It's 11.59 and 45 seconds. What do you do? I'd go back downstairs. You go back downstairs right as the clock strikes midnight. 
there's a uh, a new clock tower that's been installed in Austin. Yeah, and it's so loud that you can hear it. If you're in the city limits, you can hear it. Holy it, shit! It went, yeah, when it strikes midnight, it goes. Uh, oh god, that sucks. And every it's city. Everybody can hear it citywide. Just a pleasure moan. It wakes everyone up. That fucking sucks. No one knows where it came from or whose voice that is. That's horrifying. So you hear that that uh, haunting moan, and in front of you are the sons of midnight. They go. All right, the, the Midnight Center. He's dressed like a like he's uh in like leather. He's like a bondage guy. He unzips his mask, his other mask. He's like, all right, we we're pretty sure we know where he's gonna strike next. Okay. He goes, so all you gotta do is when he pops up, he goes, stab him with a knife of silver. Do you have a silver knife? My stranger's like, yeah. He hands you this like knife. Great. It's in the. Uh, it's in the shape of an S. What the fuck? What does that mean, Pat? <laughs> the blade is shaped like an S. Yeah, there's an S going through it, and it's also like the the knife is coming up, so it's almost like it looks like it looks like a dollar bill sign you know okay so there's like a clear blade through it but in the middle there is an s yeah but the ends of that s are sharp as fuck all right do you accept the uh yeah the silver blade yeah i'm either gonna kill this guy and get five million dollars which changes my life dramatically or i'm gonna get killed and in that case sweet relief because this is horrible yeah so, um, what does the S stand for? You ask them that and they go, oh, it stands for, and then like it's 1201, they disappear. God damn it. I'm guessing silver. I mean, who knows? Because that seems stupid. You know, who knows? So, um, you, found, you look on the ground, you saw they had like dropped like the address. Yeah. So tomorrow night at midnight, the midnight strangler will strike again. Six, two, one lethargic sex boulevard oh god that sucks they had a a contest to name that road no they wouldn't the uh, city yeah and the guy who won was like a you know 29 year old loser like just a burnout and he thought that was really funny yeah lethargic sex boulevard yeah uh it's it's uh and it became kind of like regionally famous so uh every year they have the uh, lethargic sex festival there where it's just people get coming together and just having really lethargic uh, sexual encounters. Is it a cul-de-sac? What? Is it a cul-de-sac? Yeah. It's got to be, right? Yeah. <laughs> lethargic Sex Boulevard. This has an open orgy in it once a year. Yeah. What's that gathering called? It's called a, it's called Lethargic Sex Festival. <laughs> okay. 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 Just in the street? Yep. It happens on... Uh, Does the city do anything about that? There's nothing they can do, and they've tried. Why? Um, it just turns out the cul-de-sac is technically like private property. Like Somehow, there's like a loophole. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay. They do it on the, uh, the longest night of the year. <sighs> okay. So, uh, you go... Uh, so, do, do you go there? Like, like, what's your plan? You have 24 hours. And I would... 
So here's what I would do. Yeah. I would get some sort of a steel cuff uh-huh. to wear around my neck. And then I would position myself into a, a vulnerable position. You know, like on a park bench or something. And I would uh, conceal the blade beneath me. Mm-hmm. And I would wait. Is he going to attack me? No. He goes inside the uh, someone's house. Oh, yeah. You know the exact room, too. So you just sit there for 24 hours? Who, yeah. I, so I have to break into a house? Yeah. That's the other thing, is that you have to get into this house. Is it just like somebody's house? Mm-hmm. Okay, then I would probably like try to wait until everybody was gone. So like they all end up, uh, you're kind of like noticing like what they're doing, yeah. and uh, you kind of like spying on them and stuff. And eventually, they're like they got to dinner. They all pile into the the station wagon, the family van. Um, the they're called the name of this family is the. Barishnikovs. <laughs> okay. The patriarch is named uh LeBron Barishnikov. <laughs> okay. So I would probably try to like or do they have a fence? How, yeah. I mean I would probably try to find a way to get into like their backyard or you go to the you like go around the fence. The backyard, the back door is just a giant shit in the shape of a giant bee. I would try to open it. Doors unlocked. Okay, I'd walk in. I would go to the room where the strangling took place. Yeah, it's in uh, the isn't LeBron's uh, bedroom. Okay, so I'm scoping like a way out. Yeah, I'm like looking out windows, I'm trying to find like an exit strategy here. So you um, are looking around and you're like behind uh, the house, right, uh-huh. uh, is a trampoline. Uh-huh. And you realize, you know, I could hide in this closet, come out, take out the Midnight Strangler, jump out, escape on this trampoline. Okay. So going like through the house is not an option. No. You know, well, you, well, I mean, maybe, but that you could try it. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't see it ending well. Why? Because all his sons are champion uh, martial artists, all in different martial arts. One of them is like a gold medal boxer. One of them knows uh, Taekwondo. Yeah. Do they? One of them. Are they all super? Are they skilled at hand-to-hand combat, Pat? They're all just incredible athletes who are skilled in hand-to-hand combat. One of them can slap really hard, but like really hard. And then one is uh, kind of a gun freak. Great. Great, Pat. Then I have to escape somehow. You could look up the uh, their car pulls back into the driveway. I get into wherever. I, uh, do I know where the strangler is going to be? Um, all you know is it's, he's going to show up in that room. You frantically look around. There's the um, closet. I would have inspected the to bed. see if he's anywhere in there already. What? I would have inspected to see if he's anywhere in No, there. he only appears at midnight. Oh, that's right. He can yeah. only come out at midnight. So you can hide under the bed. You can go in the closet. Or um, you can go. There's a uh, a large window with like curtains 
that go down to the ground like drapes. Yeah. Or you can hide behind them. I would probably. The smell of lavender. I'd probably hide in the closet. Yeah. So you go in, you close the door. And, uh, you know, they all kind of stay downstairs for, for most of the night. Eventually, they're like, all right. One, one by one, they go, they go to bed. Like, good night. And everyone's like, oh, good night. The last person still asleep, LeBron Barishnikov. Still awake? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Still awake. Yeah. And uh, it's like 11.58. Yeah. You're like, holy shit. It's 11.59. In 35 seconds. Yeah. 25 seconds left. Where's LeBron? He's still downstairs. Okay. He's watching uh, the Spice Channel. <laughs> yeah. What's he watching? Um, It's called um, The Sexiest Gas Station in Florida. And it's about this woman named... Um, her name is Brittany Sex, and uh, she owns Brittany Sex. Pat. <laughs> so she owns this gas station, and uh, it, you know it's strange because uh, what's even the gas station called? It's called Stick It In and Fill It Up. Oh God! <laughs> the logo. It's it's one of those like electric things that goes. Zzz, 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 oh, you know, okay, back and yeah, forth. yeah. It's a um, like the tip of the uh. The nozzle, yeah, and it is just like spurting yeah. out gasoline, dude. There's a clear message, yeah, here, okay. And uh, basically, it's just about the erotic adventures that happen uh, at this gas station. And it's weird because even though it's kind of in the middle of nowhere in Florida, it is constantly being visited by the most attractive human beings, yeah, and it always turns into some sort of tryst, yeah. And, and you're like, oh, fuck, and like you remember that episode, you're like, oh, that was a good one, I uh, remember it, yeah, you're a fan. God damn it, Pat. You're a fan of the whole series. What series? The the gas station. Oh, the, sex, that's, that's the yeah. title. Okay, gotcha. And like eventually the, the, it branches off. At one point it ends up in space. It kind of goes off the rails for yeah, a while. Yeah, it seems like it It seems like it has. But just a shark. The, the, the latest ones have kind of gotten back down to basics. You know, gas stations and fucking. A return to form. They're a return to form. So um, you kind of like are in his room. You're like, what the fuck? You're looking down. And you're like, and he's just watching it. And you're like, all right, this is weird. Like, maybe they were wrong. It hits midnight, and you're like, I guess this isn't going to happen. You turn around, and uh, you're immediately strangled. I was in the closet. No, you came out to look for the, the dad. I'm wearing the I'm wearing the steel collar. He does it. Like, somehow gets his fingers underneath that collar. Fuck you. And he strangles you? I'm stabbing. I got that knife. I'm just stabbing backwards. You uh, I got that S knife. Yeah, you're stabbing him with uh, with it, but you realize like he clearly has some kind of like vest on, and you realize that oh shit, he wasn't gonna kill the dad. He's here to kill me, and he strangles you to death. His he does it so hard that his uh, like uh, fingerprints are like embedded in your in your corpse. Yeah, are they? Yeah. Good. They have a, a funeral for you. Yeah. I bet how many people come? <laughs> Everyone in town. Oh, what? It turns out you were a lot more well liked than than you knew, but you only found out in death. 
That fucking sucked, Pat. From the jump. <laughs> Fuck you. You, <laughs> you failed the Sons of Midnight. 